And we're going to go over to the 103.7 The Game Hotline and talk with our guy, A.J. Spur, a phenomenal writer, part of USA Today's Wire and writes for Roll Tide Wire. A.J., how you doing, man? Doing mighty fine. Counting down the days until this game, and then I'll start counting down the days until college football's back again. So <laughs> that's no, the, I'm getting by. That's the way to be, especially when you're you're covering Alabama, because you know the like within an hour after the game's over, win or lose, you're going to see Alabama be a strong favorite to win the 2023 national championship in those way too early kind of kind of bet lines that you see either the. Either like right after hours after or the next morning, like it's it's wild to see how quickly those lines pop up. No, you see those lines go crazy. You see players start committing um, shortly after championship games. You'll see players start declaring for the draft. I mean, it, don't, trust me, there's no shortage of content uh, for Roll Tide Wire. Believe me, that I can about <laughs> imagine, man. And you know, let's start start off looking back at the. Semifinal matchup against Cincinnati. The end result was what we expected, but not necessarily the final score. It felt a little bit more competitive than I think many people gave Cincinnati any amount of credit for. Am I wrong there? No, not at all. I think Cincinnati proved what they wanted to prove. You know, with uh, the entire group of five and really what a lot of college football fans from across the country wanted to see. Uh, No one truly believed Cincinnati was going to walk away from that game victorious. Um, but it was still a win in the sense that they were able to show, you know, we can compete. You know, we may not be a Power 5 program, but that doesn't mean we lack the talent, the coaching ability, and the skill to compete with Power 5 guys. You know, at the end of the day, it's all D1 FBS, you know. And I think what they've shown was, you know, if you're going to put Oklahoma and Notre Dame in the college football playoff year after year and watch them get blown out. You know, give us an opportunity to show you we may lose, but not necessarily get, you know, blown out of the water. And I think they did just that. So um, I'm interested to see where they begin next season ranked because, you know, opening up the season ranked high, you have the opportunity to kind of push your way through, especially if you're in the top 10, into that top four um, ranking. And it'll be a little bit easier throughout the season to hold on to a you know, top four spot to make the college football playoff rather than being ranked outside the top 15 or even unranked at all. And at that point, it's an uphill battle that you're probably not going to win. And it's been wild to see this team. It's like every now and again, you'll have a moment where it, to a certain extent, Alabama will play down to the competition. The next thing you know, the next game, they're out there absolutely firing off on all cylinders. But this is a little bit different of a different situation Alabama's playing a Georgia team they just played at the beginning of December in the SEC championship game. They're kind of having to go through this again playing a Georgia team who pretty much took them to the limit a few years ago in the national championship game. And if not for a last-second heave, Georgia could very well have won a national title. We wouldn't be talking about another Georgia team blowing a big lead what was what's kind of the big takeaway for you seeing this t- game being a rematch, especially when you think about the history and how about ten years ago Alabama was in a rematch of the century against LSU, and they dominated that contest after losing nine six. You know this is one of those situations where I'm going to assume nothing's going to change. Sure, these two teams faced off. I mean, roughly a month ago, you know, to the day. And they know what the other team offers. 
But when you really take a step back and think about it, what can change besides maybe slight um, tweaks to the game plan? You know, Alabama's not going to try and run it up, you know, the gut against Georgia and Jordan Davis. That's just not going to happen. Bryce Young is going to go out there. He's going to look for Jameson Williams, Ja'Cory Brooks, Slade Bolden. You know, you name it. Bryce Young is going to have to do his thing much like he did um, in the SEC championship game. Flip the coin, same thing applies uh, for the Georgia Bulldogs. Stetson Bennett had an amazing game against Michigan in the Orange Bowl. But if you really look at his stats um, from the SEC championship game, he had really an all-around better game with exception to those two interceptions that he thrown. So when you really need to think about this rematch here, what's going to be different? And I really cannot put my finger on anything specific that, that needs to change or can change. It, it almost just seemed like this game in the SEC championship was pretty even all the way through, you know, and then Alabama got hot there in the second half and just ran away with it. Kirby Smart, you know, He's, what, 0-5 now against Nick Saban. It's clear it's not the talent on the field. You know, it's not the lack of ability um, on behalf of the players. This is clearly a coach versus coach situation. This isn't David versus Goliath. This is Goliath versus Goliath. And Nick Saban has, you know, the mentality and the mindset to easily and readily adapt in-game. And I think that's what we've seen time and time again, because you look at the 2018 SEC Championship or the 2017 National Championship, uh, where that last heave, you know, to win the game was thrown by a true freshman quarterback that was put in at halftime. You know, Jalen Hurts goes into the game and they change the game plan in 2018 after Tua gets hurt. Um, It just always seems like there's some sort of trick up Nick Saban's sleeve, whether he knows it or not going into the game, there's going to be something, you know, that completely alters uh, the outcome of the game. And then casual fans may or may not be able to see it. It may be a change in quarterback, or it could be just a change in assignments on defense. Um, You know, so I think it really does come down to those little teeny tiny coaching decisions uh, that will impact the outcome of the game. What do you say about uh – Bryce Young, obviously, this program's had a lot of great quarterbacks over the last few years, namely Mac Jones and Tua Tagovailoa, Jalen Hurts as well. But how impressed have you been by the way you know Bryce has done over the course of the season? Because it's I I was blown away to see it's like every single year I think you know wins that year Alabama's like offensive play and more importantly play a quarterback is going to come back to bite them in the backside. But the last few years. Every time there's a different quarterback in-house, they just completely and utterly blow our minds. We actually see quarterbacks translating well for this program that's always been more kind of the 10 yards cloud of dust type team with players like Mark Ingram over the last decade plus. Well, Bryce Young, let me tell you, heading into this season, I'm not going to say expectations for him were necessarily low because when it comes to this fan base and really the, the Crimson Tide program as a whole, there are no such thing as lowered expectations. You know, every year it's, it's national championship, national championship, strive for the top. And especially after that Texas A&M loss, everyone thought this season was, you know, over and done. Uh, but Bryce Young heading into this season, Bill O'Brien, you know, first year offensive coordinator. Um, they lose Jalen Waddell. They lose Devontae Smith. Um, they have 
first-year transfer from Ohio State, who really was a backup for the Buckeyes, Jamison Williams. John Mechie, who's a junior at this point, was fixing to be the veteran leader of this offense that no one really had heard all too much from. You know, he'd been behind a few, you know, star wide receivers that are now in the NFL. So no one truly, truly thought this sophomore that really did not see any good playing time his freshman season under Mac Jones was going to come in and light the show up. And at first he didn't. There were a lot of uh, questions about his decision-making abilities, his arm strength. You know, if he can run the ball, is he scared to escape the pocket? Um, There were a lot of things like that uh, that we saw. And, you know, the turning point for me uh, that I noticed was the Florida game in Gainesville. I remember there was a play – in the red zone where Bryce Young could have easily ran the ball into the end zone, and it, that, that would have put the nail in the coffin on the Gators. Bama would have had a solid lead by multiple possessions, and, and it would have been said and done. Instead, he decided to throw it and, and missed his guy by a mile, and a lot of people you know, after the game started talking about, is he able to hold this role? Since that game, and he must have been listening, he must have been reading all the comments online, because since that game... He has completely turned around. He's not afraid to run the ball. He knows when it's time to escape the pocket. He knows when it's time to throw the ball away, which has been an issue with other Alabama quarterbacks in the past. He, he just seems to be the perfect combination of the three quarterbacks you mentioned, Mac Jones, Tua Tungabailoa, and Jalen Hurt. He can do it all. And, I mean, I, I'm you know scared to see what he's going to be able to do next season uh, with a you know more experienced offensive uh, skill position cast. And looking at the game, obviously, Monday night, you're going to see Alabama-Georgia square off, as you mentioned, for the second time in about a month's time. What do you think is going to be the key to victory for Alabama? Oh, gosh. Um, You you can never know. Uh, Like I mentioned earlier, you're not going to be able to run the ball against Georgia. You're going to have to pass it. Overall game plan heading into this, and this has been my take on this Georgia team all season long, and the first time I really saw a team uh, do this was Tennessee very, very early in the game before it you know, got out of hand. Um, I think with Georgia, what you need to do is shut down their offense completely. In order to win the game, offense needs to score points. The defense is strong, very strong. All right. And, you know, clearly Alabama got the best of them in the SEC championship game, but here they are, you know, hungry, defeated after the SEC championship, and we saw what they just did to Michigan. Take advantage of every open look the defense gives you and shut down the offense. It seems plain and simple, but truly, a low-scoring game in this one is my prediction, and, and I really just think Bryce Young has to light up this Georgia secondary, which isn't going to be an easy thing to do, but you are not going to have a good time against this uh, Georgia defensive front right now. AJ, thank you so much for coming on, my man. We'll talk to you down the road. Enjoy the rest of your weekend, and more importantly, the big game on Monday night in Indy. Yes, sir. Appreciate you. Thank you. Y'all have a good one.